0: Hey friend, I know you're here because you're looking for answers for your hormone problems. You want better periods, better energy, and less PMS. And I have a quiz for you that will help you get some of those answers in eight questions. All you need to do is go to leishadrews.com and click the banner at the top of the page that says hormone quiz. You'll be able to answer those questions in about three minutes and find out which of the top three hormone imbalances you are dealing with. And you'll get a personalized podcast playlists based on one of those imbalances, whether that's estrogen dominance, adrenal hormone imbalance, or a progesterone imbalance. So go to lishadrews.com and grab that quiz so that you can get started and get more clear on what's going on with your hormones and feel better sooner than later. Hey friend, when you are working on balancing your hormones, one of the things that I see asked the most often is where do I start? There's a ton of information out there. And as always, I want to make it feel much more simple to know where you're going with your hormone balance journey, where to start, most importantly, and then how to move forward from there. So we're going to dive into all of that in our episode today. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Lisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. Okay. So if you have been on your hormone journey for a little while, or if you're just starting out and you're like, I need to know what my next step is. I specifically need to know where to start because I feel like there's so much information out there. There's a lots of conflicting information and I just need it to be simple and straightforward. And I need to know how to move forward. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to really dive into specifically where I always think that it's the first place to start. And from there, then what do you do and how do you keep moving forward as you are balancing your hormones? So I'm gonna start actually with a couple of places not to start to help you narrow it down if you have been searching the internet. And some of the things that I see are talked about as helpful ways to balance your hormone, but I definitely think that they actually can be harmful number one is intermittent fasting. I know that that can be a really popular one. A lot of women use intermittent fasting to lose weight. And I know that's like in some instances, it can feel great to try intermittent fasting if you're already skipping breakfast and you're already running around and not eating a lot of food because you think like, oh good, the habits that I have are really actually doing something good for me instead of I thought they might be bad for me. And so it's validation of that and it's validation of kind of a busy lifestyle. And with that being said, intermittent fasting can have results. You can feel better for a little while. You can have weight loss for a little while. But generally what is really happening with intermittent fasting, especially in women, is that we are dampening our hunger responses. We are not responding to our bodies in the morning. And when you're not eating breakfast right away in the morning, It can have negative effects on your blood sugar, which can have negative effects on your stress and even on your thyroid hormones and things like your thymus, which you may have never heard of, but it's a really important organ for immune system and for immune function specifically. And when we are not eating in the morning, not listening to our hunger cues, it can really take a toll on our body's long-term. And it does not move you towards hormone balance. It actually can move you away from hormone balance. Even if you feel good the first few minutes of the first few minutes, but first few weeks or even six to eight weeks of intermittent fasting long-term, it generally is going to be detrimental to your hormones. And this is specifically for women who are in their cycling years and wanting to have better cycles, better energy, all of those things, your body truly has to be nourished. Excessive exercise is another thing that I see women run towards when they feel like they want to balance their hormones, they want to lose weight, which can, like this can go hand in hand, wanting to balance hormones and wanting to lose weight. And excessive exercise is a really easy one to go for. Not because excessive exercise is easy, but because we have been taught so well that we have to beat our bodies into submission. We have to work against them. We have to make it hard. And when we want to do all those things, the, one of the like, best ways to do it, it seems like is to beat your body into submission in the gym, work out super hard, work out excessively. And what I mean by this is really working out to the point of exhaustion, working out without considering your cycle, without considering your sleep, without considering the nourishment that you've had and really just like pushing through at all times without really listening to your body. And yes, sometimes you can get results from this. But again, the question is at what cost? What cost long-term are you going to see with this intense exercise versus more of a moderate exercise or even you can still do things that are going to be more intense while you're exercising? I'm not against that whatsoever, but this pedal to the metal, go all out and just die if you need to. Mentality with exercise is something that I see is really harmful to hormones. I call the next thing that I don't want you to do is the happy hormone quick fix pills. So I call them like happy flow vitamins or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that pop up on your Instagram or pop up in your email inbox. And they say like, all you need to do is take this vitamin and it'll help balance your hormones. And not to say that they are inherently bad, but the idea and buying into again, the idea that you are going to fix your hormones with a pill, that all you have to do is take a pill and you don't have to change anything about your lifestyle is really harmful, to be honest. And it's another Band-Aid. It's the exact same as taking a medication like birth control to balance your hormones, but it's just a different compound that you're taking. But the, really the truth is when your hormones are imbalanced, we need to ask why, we need to look under the surface, we need to peel back the layers and figure out what's going on that is causing your hormones to be imbalanced and change those things in your lifestyle so that you can have hormone balance long-term. And so while some of the happy flow pills may make you feel a little bit better for a while, we're still not addressing the underlying cause. And that's why I think they are not the right way to go when you balance hormones. And then the last one that I want to mention is diets that aren't real food. So something like Octavia or something like a shake diet. And even if they have good ingredients, quote unquote, if they are processed packaged foods like shakes and things like that, and you're not just truly eating whole, organic, local, hopefully real foods, you're not going to be getting what you need. And you're going to be training your body to not only not be eating real food, especially if you're like doing shakes a lot, or if you're eating a diet of real food, that cuts out a lot of nourishing options. So for example, cuts out like all carbs or cuts out all gluten, all dairy, all corn, all all the things where you barely can eat any foods. Again, there may be times for that in really specific situations, but just cutting all those things out because they like might be healthier is not necessarily ideal. I think that focusing on quality is the most important. So that was a little bit of a long intro into the things that I think you don't need to do. So we're going to switch over into where to actually start. So number one thing that I always want you to do when you're starting to balance your hormones or when you're looking for more direction in balancing your hormones is to start by assessing your symptoms. And when I say that, what I mean is actually stopping and paying attention to how you feel. The things that I always ask my clients when I'm starting out with them is, I like to assess how is their energy, how's their digestion. When I ask, actually, yeah, I'll go back to energy. So I like to ask how your energy is. And when I'm asking that, I'm asking, how's your energy throughout the day? Are you having, is it hard to get up in the morning? Are you tired all day? Do you have good energy all day? Do you have crashes in the afternoon? Do you have a second wind at night? All of those things can tell me what's going on a little bit with your thyroid and your adrenal hormones or even just honestly with your sleep so i'll check into energy i'll check into digestion are you having do you have gas and bloating do you notice that there are certain foods that cause you to have digestive upset do you have regular healthy bowel movements one to three times a day or do you have constipation or diarrhea i'm always checking in with those things i want to check in on your cycles that's often why you're here listening to this podcast if your cycles are I check in, are your cycles regular? Do you get a period every 28 to 30 days? Do you have painful periods? Do you notice mood changes around your periods? Do you notice changes with your skin? Do you notice that you have signs around ovulation? I'll ask those type of questions and I'll teach you how to assess all of that here in just a minute. And then really just looking into other areas of your life as well and checking into like, where's your stress on a scale of one to 10 on a daily basis. And how is your mood overall and throughout the month? There's a lot of things that we can check in on and assess and asking yourself some of those questions and just really assessing like from an outside perspective as much as possible, like what's going on in my body? What's going on in my symptoms? And maybe even, and this is where an outside perspective is really helpful and someone else asking you these questions is really helpful because they can tell you, specifically a practitioner can often tell you what, is normal and what's not normal based on how you feel. And if you've always felt this way, or if you felt this way for a long time, or like you and your mom and your sister all feel this way, you may not know that it's not normal. And so that's where I always like to start is by like getting a full assessment of what's going on. And this may take an entire month or even two months to really assess what's going on with you, but that can either give you enough insight to figure out where to start. And I'm going to give you some more on that here in a minute. Or it can give you some insight that you can take when you come to work with a practitioner and say, This is where I see symptoms. This is what's going on with me. And that gives them a lot more insight into how to help you. And so when I ask those questions to my clients, it really helps me figure out exactly where to start for them, exactly the specific things that we want to work on first. And that's where we're able to personalize when we have a really good assessment. So assessing your symptoms, the first. Part of assessing hormone symptoms, in my opinion, is tracking your cycle. If you do not know anything other than when your last period was, or you don't even honestly really keep track of your periods, then tracking your cycle is going to be really important to be able to get some really good information into when things are happening in your cycle. Because it truly does matter if you're having mood changes once a month and they're right before your period, it's helpful to know that versus if you're having mood changes sporadically throughout the month, and they really don't seem to have a cyclical pattern. It's really important to be able to know if you're ovulating. If you're not tracking your cycle, you often are not going to know if you're ovulating. And when you don't know if and when you're ovulating, we don't know what your status is with estrogen production and progesterone production. And while a lot of hormone problems do involve high estrogen and low progesterone, that is not an across the board answer. And so we're not just going to assume that But you can actually find that out by tracking your cycle. So tracking your cycle can be really simple. All you really have to do is take your temperature early in the morning or not early necessarily. But when you wake up in the morning, first thing, check your temperature and track it in an app. My favorite app to track it in is Kindara and track your temperatures in an app every single morning. You can look in tracking your fertility. I have some episodes on it already. But you can also look at the book, Taking Charge of Your Fertility, or even in Kindara in the app, there is a knowledge base and it will teach you more about what those temperatures actually mean. But again, this is a really great reference point, especially if you come to me later and I have these symptoms and I want some help and this is my tracking, it's really helpful to have that information to be able to move forward. And this is something that I start with my clients if they're not tracking it. So it doesn't have to be a precursor, But again, like if you're trying to figure this out for yourself, tracking your cycle is going to help give you a lot more information and even more ideally than just tracking your temperatures, you're actually tracking your cervical fluid as well and also tracking your symptoms along with your cycle. And so that can be as simple as putting some notes in the Kindara app if you're tracking your temperatures, or it can be as simple as writing it down in a notebook or in your notes app in your phone if you're like, okay, cycle day five. I noticed that I had a headache and whatever. Or cycle day 12, I noticed I had some cervical fluid and like a little pain in my belly. Whatever that looks like, you are not going to know if it's a pattern if you don't pay attention to where it is in your cycle, usually generally a couple months in a row. So track your cycle is going to help you so much in understanding your own body and understanding where things are coming from. And looking specifically, like I said, for where do symptoms show up, do you notice symptoms around the middle of your cycle when you might be ovulating? Do you notice symptoms around that last couple of days of your cycle or just when your period happens? And it can be really helpful to be clear on that. If you notice symptoms specifically around your period and you notice things like painful periods, if you notice a lot of PMS and mood swings, oftentimes it can be an issue with detoxification of your hormones. If you notice symptoms around ovulation, so right in the middle of your cycle, it often can be a sign that your estrogen is going higher than normal or that your body is responding to estrogen in kind of an exaggerated way. Either one of those things, we can start with really supporting your body and supporting detoxification, supporting stress in your body. There's lots that we can do, but it's really helpful to know, like I said, where those symptoms come up. And then one other thing that I want to say as we're still talking about assessing your body is there can be a lot of other symptoms that aren't like hormone symptoms, but maybe we think they are related to hormones or we realize that they can affect hormones. So energy, low energy, a lot of times people come to me and say, I think I have a hormone problem because my energy is low sometimes. And low energy can absolutely be a hormone problem Generally, it's not always related to estrogen and progesterone, but it can be related to adrenal hormones or it can be related to thyroid hormones, can be related to not getting enough sleep and stressing yourself the heck out all day as well. There's a lot that that can be related to, but it doesn't have to be a symptom that is specifically caused by your hormones for it to still affect your hormones. So if your adrenal glands or your thyroid are Worn out and feeling like they really need additional support, and that's an energy issue, for, or that causes an energy issue for you. That can absolutely affect your hormones because your thyroid, your adrenals, and your ovaries are all connected and they're all connected to your brain as well. So, those signaling systems work together. Other symptoms that I see that can definitely affect your hormones are things like stress based symptoms. So, things again that are going to affect your adrenal glands and your thyroid but also mood symptoms like anxiety or depression, things like that can not necessarily that those symptoms affect your hormones specifically, but if you're in a fight or flight pattern and your body is in survival mode and you're feeling this overwhelm or this anxiety, those type of symptoms can be a sign that your hormones are also going to be affected because again, it is this full body experience. And when you are depleted in one area, it can often show up in other areas as well. The gut is another really big one that I see if you have a lot of dysfunction in your gut, if you have inflammation in your gut, if your body, again, if you're not able to absorb nutrients as well, if you're not getting the minerals you need, all of those things can cause more stress on the body and more inflammation in the body, which again can roll over into your hormones because when your body is under stress, it is not going to prioritize proper hormone function because it's trying to help you survive. And so there's many, many layers to the puzzle with hormones. And I know that I say all of the time that it's simple, but then I say there's a million different layers. With that being said, truly both are true. The simple part is that the more you do to support your body really Hey, sorry for the interruption. I just wanted to tell you that if you love this podcast and keep coming back for more, if you feel seen and heard here, then you have to join us in the community in nourish your hormones. Nourish your hormones is my signature step-by-step program that I have built over the last five years. And it gives you the most simple, straightforward and real life advice that you need to balance your hormones. This means better periods, more energy, better PMS. And what it really means is that you start to come out of the fog. You start to have the capacity that you want for the things that are so important to you. I walk you through six steps, but spoiler alert, the first two steps get the most results. So you have two steps between you and happier hormones. Instead of waiting till it feels like the perfect time and going through a couple more bad periods, a couple more moody months. Why don't you join us today and start to get the answers and the support that you need. I'll be there with you every step of the way, cheering you on. Just go to leishadrews.com forward slash nourish your hormones and use the code HH Podcast for a special podcast discount. Consistently and specifically, those things roll over into multiple areas. And so again, you don't have to understand every single thing that's going on in your body to be able to make changes, but It can be so helpful to have that assessment. And then of course, also to have support and being able to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And that's one of the things that I love to do with my clients and I love to see with them is that they come to me being like, what the heck is going on? And they walk away several months later saying, wow, I understand my body so much better. I don't feel like I'm confused anymore. I know exactly what my body needs and I know what it's telling me With symptoms that pop up, or I know how to respond at that point. So it's not a matter of starting over or feeling like you have to revamp everything, but truly just feeling like you know where you are and you can move forward from there and not have to reboot your entire life. And that's really the goal that you feel confident in everything that you're doing and you feel like you're moving forward and then you know how to troubleshoot at that point. Okay. So, you have started to assess your symptoms. You have a general idea of what's going on. And then from there, I always recommend starting with nourishment. And so if you feel like this can be a really big spectrum, either you know that you're not nourishing well and you don't know where to go from there, or you know what you need to do potentially, but you haven't been doing it, or you feel like you're doing pretty good, but your symptoms are still there. And so with any of those areas, the best place to start, again, is with assessment. And what that looks like is generally with food, doing some sort of food log and checking in with what you're actually getting. So I like the app chronometer. I like to track food in there sometimes. And I still do this where I will check in with my food and see what I've been getting and get clear on you know, what macronutrients or even micronutrients I might be missing. And then I can always make adjustments, even from a place of things are pretty good, pretty solid with my nutrition. And so tracking your food can be super helpful. If tracking in an app with seeing your calories and your numbers is triggering to you, then just put it down on a piece of paper, write it down in a food log, in your notes app, in your phone. Again, there's many ways to do it. And I would encourage you that if you can handle the numbers, that numbers are going to be helpful to you. And you can look at them from a place of, I wonder what I'm getting. Let me get curious versus, oh, shoot, look at this amount of calories or this amount of carbs or whatever. It can be really helpful to see what you're actually getting. And then you can start making changes from there. This is something that I do with my students in the collective. They can track their food and turn in a food log to me. And then I will make them a personalized video going over exactly what I see, what they might be missing, what they might need to switch up. And so, again, this outsourcing and getting an outside opinion can be super helpful in getting clear and being able to make small changes moving forward. But checking in, making sure you're getting a good amount of protein, that you're getting plenty of carbs as well, that your fat calories are coming from healthy fats, those things are all going to be really helpful. And then making sure that you don't have big gaps in between your meals so that you're eating breakfast within hour of waking up and that you're eating every two to three hours during the day, that you have carbs and protein at every meal. I know that you may have heard me say these things before, or if not, definitely write them down and start trying to implement because they truly make a really big difference. And these are the things I start with every time. And then when we're looking at your food log, we also look at quality. We look at quantity and we look at nutrients in your foods, nutrient density. It's really important that you're getting enough minerals, minerals like sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. Those things truly make a huge impact on your hormones because they're needed for most reactions in your body. They're needed for blood sugar balance. They're needed for stress. They're needed for mood. They're needed to be able to make your hormones. Those minerals are super important. So adding in minerals can be super helpful and getting testing can be really helpful, but... Most people need more minerals. And so starting with something like adrenal cocktails and or even the LMNT electrolyte packets that I like to talk about, those are really great places to start adding some minerals in, especially if you know that you're stressed. And then when you notice that, or if you've done this assessment that I'm talking about and you notice that you definitely have some symptoms that are popping up around ovulation or around your period making sure that your estrogen detoxification is on track is really, really helpful. And one of my favorite tools for that is the raw carrot salad. That is something that you can look up a recipe for really easily and start getting that in on a daily basis. Those things truly make a difference over time. And so those are the things that I always recommend starting with. If you are listening to this and you're like, I need this to be more specific to me, I need help assessing these things. And I would love to have you inside the Nourish Your Hormones Collective So you get not only my step-by-step method, nourish your hormones to help you improve your energy, help you improve your periods, and to truly just understand your body in such a different way and start to relate to your body in a different way. We really work on mindset around food, mindset around taking care of your body and not that pedal to the metal kind of attitude that I was talking about earlier in the episode and really understanding nourishment on a deeper level and I talk about nourishment and I do mean food but I also mean other things in your lifestyle. So we can with through the course I really help you pinpoint what you need to do to start to see changes and how you can nourish your body better and really re- create a relationship with your body that is based more on love and caring than trying to beat yourself into submission. And so that is the course material inside of nourish your hormones but with the collective You also get access to group coaching calls with me, so you can really get your questions answered face-to-face, really personally, and you also get those audits that I was talking about where you can have your cycle tracking chart audited by me or your nutrition audited by me and get some really personalized feedback. You also have access to functional lab work, which means that if you decided you wanted some functional labs like a Dutch test or a gut test or an HTMA mineral test, then you can Get those separately and get a personalized, again, review of your labs with me and a personalized protocol as well. So, again, the personalization option and the feedback is so, so helpful in this process. And so, I've created that within Nourish Your Hormones Collective, but the level that you want, whatever level it is that you need support. And so, I really want that to be a encouragement and a like, really helpful tool for you. And I've already seen that so much within Nourish Hormones and the results that the clients are getting is so fun to see. And I love cheering them on. So hopefully this was helpful. If nothing else, you definitely know where not to start and you know that there's some assessment to do. So definitely reach out. Let me know if this episode was helpful to you, what you would like to see in future episodes as I'm planning for the next couple of months. And I will see you next time. Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full, informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course, nourish your hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Lisha Drews and send me a message. If you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.